good Tuesday afternoon. The Jack Michael Show coming live and direct from Twin Peaks and 42nd Street South in Fargo. This is where it is happening. I love it when uh, when Danny, who sets up these for us on our on our live broadcasts at various places, we said, Jack, uh, you're at Twin Peaks on Tuesday. And I went, yes, yes, I am at Twin Peaks on Tuesday. Scenic views, fantastic. The, the, the televisions. Uh, we'll talk with Tony here, the GM, in a second about this but twin peaks is really happening folks i mean it is really happening the ladies there's samantha who's been working hard for us today uh and the food today i don't know how you feel about street tacos but uh they are fantastic today it's a taco tuesday here at at twin peaks tony will be with us he'll tell you about what's coming up special uh for veterans day and the veterans on friday a lot of sports last night we'll get to today including college basketball that hit the scene last night all across the country. And uh, for the Bison men, faced 10th-ranked Arkansas last night, played them tough, fell a little short. For UND's men in San Antonio, Texas, they uh, they picked off Incarnate Word. For NDSU's women, they were in action last night in uh, in Missoula. They beat Montana, and some of those cuts you heard for UND's ladies opened up the season last night. I was in uh, Grand Forks at the Ben Engelstad Sioux Center, as UND ladies defeating Detroit Mercy yesterday by nine. So that's all good. On our Tuesday show, among other things, and not the very least of being, I see Jeff Saturdays being introduced as the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. No college coaching experience, no NFL coaching experience, and drawing a lot of ire, Derek, by the way, before we get to Tony, a lot of ire uh, certainly for, for other coaches, not to be at least to being like guys like Reggie Wayne or other coaches that that could have been called to that position and saying, look, we're just going to issue Jeff Saturday in there as the head coach. I get it. Saturday has played. He's been an analyst. He's going from ESPN as a commentator to the head coach of the Colts. And Derek, I'm reading some backlash. Uh, first of all, for those that weren't accepted, including the you know the the African American community because of being overlooked and guys coming up, I wonder how this is going to play out, Derek, for the Indianapolis Colts. Well, as long as he's the interim coach, I think he'll be fine. But uh, I, I, when I saw Bob Ursay Jr. interview yesterday, it shows you why they're a dumpster fire. It is a dumpster it, fire. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, and nothing against Jeff Saturday, but you can't have some guy come in. If you're an interim coach, it has to be within. You know, it's working well for Nebraska right now, even though they lost to Minnesota, but they've been more respectable. Yeah. Wisconsin's been a lot better yeah. you know, since they did that. It's a joke, isn't it, Derek? Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute joke in Indianapolis. You can't, you can't have a guy come in. I mean, how's the staff supposed to take him seriously? It's just I, I, I don't get it. So It, it, it is, uh, and again, uh, like you said, n- nothing against Jeff Saturday. Obviously, a well-spoken guy, right. articulate, does a nice job in his commentary. You know, he, he uh, consults, I guess, and analyzes the Colts. But but you know what it is? It's from the outside. <laughs> you know, it is from the the outside. So we'll we'll touch on that uh, coming up right. uh, a little bit later on. The guys Hall got, of Fame guys uh, baseball. Guys, got time for a phone call? Oh, go ahead, Brad. Yep, we've got uh, Rob on the line. Wants to chat? Go ahead. Oh, hey, well, hey guys, we'll thanks for Rob, taking my call today. Okay, go ahead, Rob. Oh, hey, thanks, guys, for taking my call today. I appreciate it. Um, no, I was just going to say, can you hear me? Yep, got gotcha. you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> There's a dead spot there. I was just going to say um, uh, I uh, wanted to just throw this comment to you guys because, um, you know, I, the Vikings are having a good season, but there's still a lot of, like, um, what shall we say, kind of doubts or questions. 
um, it occurred to me last night, seeing the, what you guys were discussing, the news about the Colts and everything, that um, so last year the Vikings were 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, and I believe the Colts were a pretty much similar record and just missed the playoffs. And here this year the Vikings are 7-1. and one. And so the, the mental exercise that occurred to me was like, well, we should just look at the Colts and say we should appreciate what the Vikings are doing this season because the team could have ended up like the Colts. I mean, maybe not exactly, but, you know, as, as I think Derek already alluded to, you know, they're just a dumpster fire this year. And <laughs> I bet their fans were wishing, you know, that they had something to cheer for like uh, we do for the Vikings. It's a point. I just got this message in from a, a good football source in mind that, that part of the circle I run with here and says, you know, we talked about the joke and Derek not not pulling from within or having other guys to go to. Uh, Gus Bradley, you know, been a head coach before. You, you can't you can't move Gus into that spot for the remainder of this year to, to try to douse some of the, the dumpster fire there. John Fox on staff. That's a great text. That's yep. a great message. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly right. right. Yep. Well, hey, guys, uh, uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was uh, hopefully the Wolves can get their act together like the Vikings have gotten their act together. So uh, I'll hang up and let you guys go. You have a great day. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's it. We'll get to that uh, coming up, too. I told Derek Derek before the show, I said, my 52-win prediction. I was so high last year after almost nailing the Wolves' season. My 52-win prediction for Minnesota doesn't look as good right now. So we have a lot to unpack today. Again, uh, the reason for the show today at Twin Peaks on 42nd Street in Fargo. A lot of things brewing at Twin Peaks. The scenic view is great, and their GM is the, the wonderful Tony. Tony, who does a lot of traveling. You think, you know, those of us that cover sports have put some miles on back and forth. I mean, Tony is driving back and forth, it seems like, every other day to Oklahoma, back here, making sure everything is running smooth. Tony, you might as well be a, a broadcaster and, uh, you know, put on some headsets and do some broadcasting. I actually can. You have a spot for me? Yeah, I can use it. We've got extra headsets. Can I cook uh, in the kitchen? Would you let me cook? i got to have you uh, sign a waiver first. Oh, that's exactly yeah, That's yeah. how it works over here. Everybody can talk, but not everybody can cook. <laughs> hey, isn't that a movie? Wasn't that like Ratatouille? Anyone can cook? All right, Tony, let's talk about Twin Peaks. I mean, here it is. Scenic views are great. These TVs, I don't know if this is a record for the most, like, plasma televisions you can have in an establishment. Your food is phenomenal. Veterans Day is coming up. There's really a lot to talk about when we talk about Twin Peaks. Right. There is always a lot of stuff going on at Twin Peaks. Uh, we we have dress ups, we have specials, we have features. We got uh, great people coming in and out of this place. Uh, we entertain a lot of uh, Bison fans in here, and that's always a lot of fun. Football games in, in in the big you know the high school Dakota Bowl is coming up on Friday. You know, so you know a lot of folks are coming in from around the region to take in. You know, th- those games will run from nine o'clock in the morning until ten o'clock at night. So I'd imagine you'd encourage the folks, hey, hey, get in town, stop in here before your game, after your game, right in such a comfortable place. Absolutely, we open the doors at ten a.m. and we're going to be here until one two a.m. on Friday. So I encourage everybody to come in here and enjoy some really good food. One thing about Twin Peaks and Tony and your team and your staff is you don't forget about the veterans. And I mentioned how comfortable this place is. We love coming out here and broadcasting live. And, and the girls are great and they're friendly. And, and we mentioned the food, the beverages, uh, but the veterans. And, and uh, you know, Friday's coming and you've got some special things for the vets, right? Absolutely. Uh, uh, we are offering uh, select uh, menu items uh, for free uh, for our veterans. And that's our way to say thank you for your sacrifices and uh, we appreciate everything that you've done. 
Uh, we're very, very close with uh, a lot of uh, veteran groups, and uh, uh, we're always happy to help anytime we can. Inside Twin Peaks, we're on 42nd uh, Street in Fargo, and you come in here, and then the tables are, are positioned well. You can put some together, have big groups. You can have your small groups. You can have an intimate. If, if a man is out there ready to ask a woman to marry him, there's a booth, I think, for that in the back. I don't know if anybody's used that, Tony, but but you have an intimate booth back there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, nobody has used it yet, but I'm taking names right now. Okay, we're, we're going to make a list. Let's talk about the food real quick before yes. we let you, before we both get in trouble. Before uh, that, the food. Now, now this is Twin Peaks is also known for this. So, uh, any suggestions today? I know you got specials going on, but any suggestions? You know, weather you know, a little cooler. You know, you know, you got a little cooler weather coming. What do you think, Tony? What do you like? So actually, we have the best chili in town, if not oh, in the country. Daddy. Okay, uh, I can't, I can't reveal the secrets, but I tell you what, <laughs> you will not find better chili than the one we have. But today it's Tuesday, of course, it's Taco Tuesday. We have the best street tacos. These are the real, authentic street tacos in here, and uh, they we we use smoked meats. We smoke all our meats in here: pork, brisket, chicken, you name it. Kind of drooling, I'd imagine a lot of folks are. It's really not fair during a noon hour, but that's kind of why we do it during the noon hour, people getting in there. Now, can you attach a, a beverage to that? Did I saw someone, and, you know, they, they got the salary in there and, and, the, and the Bloody Mary. My, my girls like one of those, too. It's a meal in a glass, really, yeah, yeah, right? That's right. Our Bloody Marys are amazing, and they do not cost more than $6. It's the best in town. But also today we're featuring our Mexican lagers to go with the street tacos. I see what you're doing right there. It's really in you. Was that you that, that came up? It's always me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Tony. You're not going to find a guy that, you know, this is what you get at Twin Peaks. It's like family, man. Stop in today. And as we said, you know, the lady, they're making me a, 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 I'm having a coffee today. Is that okay? Is it legal to have coffee? No, it's not. Not right now. <laughs> Unless you put Bailey's in it. That's right. Three ninety nine shots. Is that right? All day, every day? I'm looking at my man Dan gave me a list here. It said three ninety nine shots. LA. I was going to correct it, but apparently that's true. That is true. All day, every day, we have a... Uh, a a huge number of shots. This is just a sampling. Not everything that's for three ninety nine. Bird dog peach whiskey. Okay, that's good. As Tony mentioned, uh, the street tacos today to die for, and you and you marry that with that Mexican lager. Then you get the intimate booth back there and and, and watch Days of Our Lives on your big screen. And there's your afternoon. I'll even put a sombrero on. <laughs> Tony, thanks for having us out, buddy. My pleasure. And it's Tony, uh, GM here at Twin Peaks, uh, talking about it. And, and, and by the way, you know, he mentioned about uh, they smoke their, their meats here uh, at Twin Peaks and, and into those street tacos. Hey, don't take my word for it. Derek Hansen yeah. is knee-deep into, like, your, your third one today. I know that you were you were sampling it, Derek, so you can talk about how great. Tony's right on the money with that, isn't he? It's a real deal Holyfield, you know, something like that you get right off the – they say it's street tacos, kind of like the, you think of it, the vendors or whatever. Yeah, that's what it's like. Man, a lot. Those are the best. That looks fantastic. So come on out today and uh, each and every day. And as we mentioned, the, the special on uh, for veterans coming up on Friday. As we said, we have a lot uh, to unpack in today's show, not the very least uh, of the fact that uh, the high school sports scene continues to heat up bradley i know that that it, and, and we'll see if mother nature by the way plays a factor it throws a wrench into some of the activities uh, going on i know that uh, that that 
regional volleyball tournaments were going on last night. And in, in Region 1, Northern Cass and Winemere, Lidgewood, Central Cass, and Kindred all got wins. So they've got semifinals tonight, Bradley. And then you're going to be out there covering some volleyball tonight, correct? Yep, we've got the Region 1 semis down in Enderland tonight. So we'll get going at 6. So we'll get going probably about 5.45, 5.50. And yeah, it'll be Northern Cass trying to make it a three-peat in Region 1. Uh, they will take on Winemere, Lidgewood at 6. And then Central Cass and Kindred. Uh, is will follow about 7.30 to 7.45. And talking about possibly kind of wait and see on the weather, it's scheduled for Thursday night as the championship matches. They're talking about maybe moving them to Wednesday perhaps, maybe early Thursday, maybe push them to Friday. Um, that That is up in the air at this point. They're just kind of, it's kind of a holding pattern to see what the weather does. And I imagine it will be the other regions around the state. Uh, probably uh, the further west you go might uh, might encounter that as well. The great unknown, right, Brad? You've been around the block a time or two. Where, where if you're an athletic director, you know that is that is a host site. You know they're an activities director, they're a tournament manager of these things going on. You're probably on your phone quite a bit right now, going, "Well, how big is it going to get? How large is this storm going to have? Where's it's going to? Where's it going to hit?" And from two tall tometer meteorologist uh, saying, "You know what? I think we're still trying to put some models to put a finger on. You know who gets rain." You know, how, where's snow, where's the wind, and what section of the of the state and region are you going to do that? On the Minnesota side of things, you know, they're they're heading deeper into Minnesota. Some are, you know, the volleyball side, D, and everybody's heading uh, heading east. You know, on the football side, most teams in West Central Minnesota yep. are heading east a little bit. But you know, there's a lot. Getting, speaking of which, Coach Strand joining us today here in a few minutes, uh, Derek Barnesville in action barnesville in action and the girls and the boys volleyball going to state and as you mentioned they got moose lake willow river and that's a game thursday night the quarterfinals at st cloud tech high school so and hopefully the weather is going to stay a little bit north of st cloud i've been kind of watching that obviously very closely but uh, you just never know how that track's going to go so you kind of have to watch that carefully i'm sure it's something that they're looking at quite a bit at barnesville so i'm curious with coach strand who is right now sending off his daughter as we speak (laughs) For the big, uh, they're doing the old, the old uh, send off here today for the, uh, the volleyball for team. The volleyball team. So yeah, it's it's kind of a crazy time for him as a dad too. His daughter's on the team. So they that tournament is is at XL Energy Center, and that is, that's Thursday afternoon that Barnesville faces Pequot Lakes, the Quat, if you will, yep. Pequot Lakes on Thursday. So uh, that is, and, and we at the fan are gearing up for the Dakota Bowl coming up on Friday. That is where. Uh, uh, Brad, do you, do you shower twice during the day, or does that just get to the dome around? <laughs> it's, uh, shower before, please. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards showering before, just for the sake of everybody up in the press box. Not just right. I'm not I'm thinking about <laughs> not just myself. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Uh, we're talking right. about talking about uh, Region Five, which is out in New Salem. They are now pushing their final to Wednesday. Uh, third place match at two, and the championship will follow. And I have a feeling the that'll not be the uh, that will not be the only region that will probably make that decision. And it's funny, we were just chatting about that before we came on today, and, and with that swath of activity coming, my guess is the central part of the state is, yeah, we'll probably see that, if not even towards, uh, you know, the east and, and, and the north central. So keep it right here on 740 The Fan. We'll update you on, on all of that on our social media pages and that. As I mentioned, college basketball was thrilling. You know, kudos to Dave Richmond's bunch. You know, they fell. But that's a good Arkansas team. It's a really good Arkansas team uh, yesterday, and they they pushed them a little bit. 
have been falling to them yesterday. And then, uh, you know, the UND men, the UND women, and NDSU women all get wins uh, yesterday. Step aside. We are broadcasting live today from Twin Peaks. I'm setting a record for the most beverages. I've got a coffee, a water, and I'm chasing everything with a Coca-Cola today. Oh, yeah. And good. mayo. So you have enough. Why do you have mayo here? I, I kind of I just like to have mayo near the area. So you brought you brought that in? <laughs> yeah. That's your no, mayo. This is their mayo. Okay, okay. It's their mayo. Why don't people do that? They bring <laughs> yeah. their own condiments because they may hey, not have what they I'm like. from Williston, not yeah. Barnesville, Derek. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. we bring a <clears> – <throat> I don't even know what that means. Coach Strand joining us, head coach of the Barnesville Trojans on the on the, uh, on the on-deck circle. Coming up, coming out to Twin Peaks today. Uh, your friends are here, and Derek and I just hanging out here. The, the street tacos are to die for. And, uh, you know, I went with a little salad and, and coffee, so they're here to serve you today. Broadcasting live from Twin Peaks, it's the Jack Michaels Show on the fifth largest daytime signal in the country, AM 740, The Fan. The Power Trip Morning Show. Police in Idaho are looking for someone who lost their fanny pack. Oh, man. <laughs> Rosie. That's not, the, not me. 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. All right, 1226, we'll get back to uh, more with Jack and Derek. They are trying to get uh, reconnected at uh, Twin Peaks. We'll join them in just a moment. And uh, joining us is uh, football coach of the Barnesville Trojans, Brian Strand. Brian, it's uh, a busy time for you, not just as a football coach, but as a dad, your daughter uh, on the uh, Trojans volleyball team heading to a state. They're uh, they're taking off right now. Boy, it's a, uh, it's yeah. a busy time, but, boy, what an exciting time. It is very exciting. I think the last time our girls went to – State volleyball is around 39, 40 years ago, so it's been a while. Um, they just had to send off for the girls, and uh, the police and ambulance and everybody escorted them out of town, and the girls were very excited. Um, I'm sure they've seen it done a few times, and now they're actually in the mix of heading down to the state tournament. Yep, they say they uh, it, it was a pretty wide open section eight double A there, and they uh, they. Uh, took care of Holly, and then uh, East Grand Forks in the final, and uh, and I uh, see so your daughter's the I believe the libero on the team. I think when I saw him pretty early in the yep. area, yep. so uh, they got a got a good group, wide open section there, and uh, probably be some fans that because uh, you've got the well, the early matches Thursday, and then we'll probably head back up to St. Cloud and probably catch them both on Thursday. You probably I can't. I'm, I'm so, not you, gonna so you're going to be you're going to be busy, but uh, yeah, but a lot I'm of fans could be busy with the boys and um they play at one o'clock and the boys play at seven but um, my hope is to get down there on friday mm-hmm. uh, no matter what we're getting down there so um they play on friday again they're guaranteed two games so they'll play at either five or seven depending on how they do on thursday night okay very good i think we've got the guys uh back at twin peaks uh jack and derek there and uh, uh yeah let's I think we take it away uh, I think we spilled some of the, uh, the the street tacos on the gear, if you can hear us okay, Brad and Brian. Uh, uh, Coach, good to have you on board today. I'm curious, and, yeah. and, you know, at this juncture of the season, if you can hear me okay, uh, Coach, I at guess. this juncture of the season, okay, do you, do you, are there any new wrinkles that you add in, or is it, you know, you go with what, what got you here. Do you add any wrinkles when it comes to, you know, postseason tournament play uh, for the club? No, we, I think we generally stay um, pretty sound. We always add, add in a few things here and there, but for the most part, I mean, we are a run-dominant team. Um, I think we've only given up four or five touchdowns throughout the year or so. I mean, we, we hold on to the ball, and then when the other team gets it, we're pretty pretty stringy on defense. So, um, you know, we just kind of keep the focus in one game at, at a time, and right now it's uh, to prepare for Moose Lake. 
do you feel like this is one of your best defenses you have? Because you've had some good ones, but uh, boy, from you know both uh, the pass and run game, you've really been stingy all year, as you mentioned. Yeah, we have. We're we're, we're giving up about fifty yards a game right now on the ground. Um, probably just a little bit more in the air, but I think more teams are trying to pass just for the fact of we're, we are very hard to run the ball against. Um, you know, I mean, if, if if you take away that Hail Mary that we gave up to BL on the p- final play of the game, I mean, the most anybody scored on us is one touchdown. So, you know, the kids the kids take pride in that, and um, like I said, they, they, they just prepare so well. And uh, I would say, yes, this is probably the best defense I've had since being at Barnesville. How big is it that, I mean, you have some players in your secondary and other parts where, you know, a double-A team that doesn't have to play a lot, you, doesn't not every player has to play both ways. That has to be an advantage. It's huge. I mean, right now we have we have two guys that go full-time both ways. Um, actually, Nick Robidoux has been playing more and more at linebacker, so that's three. Justin Kruger plays part-time um, on defense, but we, we sub our, our guys up front very, very often. So, I mean – that's a huge advantage for us. I mean, we're playing, you know, basically seven, eight new guys on both sides of the ball. So you're able to get the guys off, talk to them about the game instead of having to wait until halftime. And our guys are fresh. Our guys are always fresh. And I think that's huge. Brian Strand joining us, head coach of Barnesville Trojans. But let coach get going over here, and I think you and Brad were probably discussing this uh, before Derek and I joined back in, coach. But, you know, that that's a proud school. I don't need to tell you. I'm sitting next to D here, and we, we get <laughs> all of our Barnesville input uh, on him, and it's a bedroom community. But, you know, it, it really has to be a high-spirit uh, season again for Barnesville with the success coach that that the that the programs have and continue to have over there and pretty proud community if you can speak on behalf of the Barnesville community coach you know it is it's home for us I mean it's just it's a fantastic place uh you know it doesn't matter if it's the wrestlers going down to state or if it's the basketball team going to sections it you know if it's whatever's going on that this town is just so supportive of the kids of the school um, there's a lot to be proud of here. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's a fantastic place to raise a family. I've graduated two kids so far from here. My daughter's a senior right now, going to be on the volleyball team. And then I've got a seventh grade boy as well. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's home. It's, it's, you know, it's just that the town is just so supportive of everything that we do. Um, and that's academics, that's fine arts, that's sports, everything. It's just a very, very nice place to live. Does the athleticism, Derek, all come from Brian? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, his, his in-laws, had, I mean, we got the seventh grader to watch here. It'll be pretty interesting to see, you know, if he's going to go break some of his older brother's records or not. So yeah, we'll be watching. I'm not going to get the cart before the horse here. But, yeah, someone who graduated in 1991, and, you know, it was a little different time. We had a bunch of ranked kids in the HOL. It's nice, nice that I can live vicariously through these guys, That's Brian. Right. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, ab- Absolutely. Yeah. Brian, thanks for the time. Good luck uh, against Moose Lake, Willow River. That is a Thursday 7 p.m. game, a quarterfinal round of class 2A at St. Cloud Tech. Again, thanks to Coach Strand joining us today here on 740. The fan. You got it, uh, Brian. Good man right there. It is. You know, we, we kid, and Derek, you and I have known each other for, what, three decades and whatever. 
And, uh, you know, everybody, you know, of course you should gravitate towards your hometown. You know, I'm proud of my hometown. I'm proud of where I live now. I'm, you're proud of your hometown. Yep. You're proud of where you live now. And, and Barnesville is, again, one of these, you know, I had relatives that, that, that grew up in Thompson, another proud town. Der, uh, Brad, we've talked about Lisbon. All these are DGF doing what they're doing now. But Barnesville is this community. I don't even know how big Barnesville is. Is, it a, is there a thousand people in Barnesville? Twenty five hundred. A little bit more then. So you know that's it. It's adding on. You showed me their their school. Mm-hmm. You know they're, they're really dressing some things up. We've been out there with some coffee with KFGOs before in that community, and that is really uh, what we call a bedroom community. But uh, it's so awfully. I, I don't know if there's more pride. In other communities, there might be as much, but this, this. Well, I mean, I know people from Holly and what DGF has got going on, obviously on the North Dakota side of the river. And Brad, you could probably speak to this a little bit too. There's that bubble, right? It's that probably 30 minute bubble that some of these surrounding areas are really eating up on. So Northern Cass, Central Cass, Kindred. Yep. I think, uh, you know, Richland 44 is going to try to take advantage of that a little bit more. Obviously, Holly, Barnesville, and. Hankinson, yeah, all I of mean, these. It's just kind of the, that little sweet spot. If you can take care of that where you're just, you know, 30 to 40 minutes away, it's it's really a nice bedroom community, and they're growing like crazy. Yeah, I'd put DGF in that category. I don't know if that maybe extends out maybe up north. You think mm-hmm. of a town like Ada, and the, that's a pretty uh, progressive community there. And, um, yeah, Hillsboro's definitely like that, too. I mean, they're kind of halfway in that. Uh, sure. That, uh, in between Fargo and Grand Forks, it's kind of a sweet spot for people there, too. So, yeah, a lot of towns that are in the, fit that bill. Yeah, I like how we get a chance to highlight them, you know, and then this radio property that reaches all over the region, we get a chance to highlight all the different sides of the river because pretty soon we're going to get a text in from South Dakota, and they're going to say, well, hold on, hold the phone, boys. They got some here. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I did a show, and Brad, you might have been producing. We're on our sister station, right? Did a show, What's Your Longest Commute to Fargo, right? And we had someone that came in from Browns Valley every day. Mm-hmm. But I, I can tell you firsthand, like when I go out and I run the dogs, like in a gravel road or whatever, right. you go on Highway 34 from Barnesville that goes out to that Pelican Lakes, and it's, people are commuting because they might be living out the lakes full time, and I don't know if they have any kids anymore that might go to Pelican Rapids or whatever, but it's not, you know, people are really commuting right now, and, and even with gas prices as high as they are, it is really something to see. It's it's the lights that are coming in about seven o'clock in the morning to get to work maybe at eight o'clock. It, it's really second to none. It's it's crazy. It is a uh, and and hopefully by the way I know this is a sports 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 but hopefully uh, you know you're doing your your right to your civic duty out there and it's it's a voting day it's election day today so the only political way we'll get today is hey get a chance get out there. And, and, and cast a ballot, whichever way, uh, whichever way you slide. So get out and vote today. Uh, I forgot to do our This Day in History. This day, 1959. Going back to 59. Elgin Baylor, Minneapolis Lakers, scored 64 points. Set a National Basketball Association scoring record. The only question, would he be available to play for the Wolves now? Yeah. What's wrong with the Timberwolves, guys? What is wrong with the Timberwolves? They, you know, have they, they, uh, fail of connectedness? You know, it, it, they've got, you know, Gobert is 1,000 feet tall. Towns should be, you know, in the league long enough to make his work. I mean, what's going on? Ann Edwards, a, a premier player in the league. You need a quarterback. You're still going to D'Lo. You got to want to run the offense. I mean, yeah. I just, it's, the problem's pretty obvious to me. I don't know. You also got to defend. Nick's went off and, 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 and tore up the and That would help, too. Yeah, you got to defend, too. I mean, that's uh that's a tough break. We'll see. 120 to, to 107 last night. Uh, the Knicks uh, led 76 to 52 at the half. Hmm. 76 to 52 it's at the half. It's not what you're looking for. 
man alive. Man. Yeah, they've been a disappointment. Being under 500, I would not have guessed that at this point. They, but it's just it's there's got to be a lot more. Uh, you know, I, is that, this whole thing, I and me and team or whatever. Yeah. Just, I mean, they should be a, a wealth. I just don't think D'Angelo Russell is consistent enough. He's just not a guy who's going to be able to quarterback this thing. And I, and I think that's going to be a big problem for them all year long. I, we talk about it all the time in every NCAA tournament, you name it. I mean, you need a guy who's going to run and flow that. He had two of the most talented players in the league, young players in the league, with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. I mean, they got to get, you gotta a, get the, a, the offense has got to flow through them. A pretty good nucleus, by the way, to have. They've got the Suns coming up tomorrow night. And then the Wild feel like they haven't played uh, for a month. They've been off, what, four games, and they're finally back in action tonight. And uh, late for you hockey fans out there, that's a late night. What is that, puck drop, like 9, 9 o'clock tonight, maybe later, taking on the Kings coming up tonight. We'll step aside, quick timeout. We are broadcasting live today uh, from Twin Peaks. And Twin Peaks got a lot going on. You heard maybe Tony joining us. Twin Peaks at 1515 42nd Street South in uh, Fargo, across from uh, West Acres uh, on the uh, west side of West Acres and 42nd Street. You can look up. You'll see the billboard. You'll see the Twin Peaks signs. Uh, just come through the doors. And today, uh, any street tacos, $9 plus Mexican lagers. 22 ounce for 549. That's the special today. As a tourist said, either maybe maybe you want to go off the grid and grab some of the chili, some of the best you'll oh yeah you'll ever have. And <laughs> Derek, you are you've had that before, haven't you? Derek? Oh yeah, for sure. I like the fact though too that that the Veterans Day coming up and and what Tony and his staff are doing uh, for the veterans. 11 a.m. until three. Got a special menu where veterans eat free. That is Friday. That is just an absolute big thank you to those that have uh, served our country. So that's at Twin Peaks. And uh, and this is your one-stop shop. If you're going to catch some games uh, over the weekend or throughout the course of the week, uh, you're not going to miss any game in this in this establishment. Televisions, as Derek and I look out here now, you got a, a replay of a, you got a Vikings highlight game going on over here. you got games over there. Televisions and plasma big screens that line all over uh, Twin Peaks. Fun games to play in-house, too. Uh, it's a, it really is a one-stop shop. If you haven't stopped it uh, to Twin Peaks, do yourself a favor, 42nd Street South in Fargo. And then Friday through Sunday, by the way, 299 pounders to add, uh, to, add to that. So Ooh, Nice. Wow, lots to get to. I'm going to read you names when we come back. All you're going to say to me is Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame. Plus the uh, Twins, and there's baseball news, yeah. obviously, out no there. No more Miguel Sano. Brad, Miguel what are you going to do with yourself? I mean, is gone. Yeah, I mean, that's just you know, not a shock. I go, uh, yeah, it, it is not a shock. Right, Brad? No. Well, more on that when we come back. <laughs> and uh, we'll get to that. So let's get to my sheets over here. Let's uh, do this. And all of a sudden, I now, through the course of this going on. Hi, Derek. How you doing? doing yeah, we're getting through it, yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Over here is my glasses. Spilled coffee on that. Here we go. Uh, the uh, National Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. has released its eight-player ballot. It'll be considered uh, by the contemporary baseball-era players for election. So for the class of 2023. So here are the names. Um, you've got uh, Albert Bell. Hmm. Hmm. And Brad, feel free to jump in. Albert Bell. Let's see. Let's go to another one. Uh, and did we? Okay, we are connected. There we go. Uh, Albert Bell, Barry Bonds. I, well, I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't have a problem with him getting in what he did before he started 
Right. Take some of the numbers away. I'm going to say no one. What else do we have? I'm going to say no on Albert Bell. I'm going to say no on Albert Bell. Okay. Barry Bonds. Mm. Is there a special wing that we can make for Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? Well, and then the next guy to talk about it. So you put Bonds and Clemens in the same thing, right? Put them in the same wing. How about Palmero? If they would have just re... Yeah, when they... Theory, yeah, and Palmero, too, right. So you put those three in there. If what they did before, let's say they retire at 35 years old, they're in, right? Now, Rafael Palmero, Kurt Schilling. That is an interesting one. One of those eight marred by controversy. Um, and the other ones, Don Manningly. You know, Don Manningly, Brad and D, uh, connotates you know, uh, many things. I'm a big Manningly fan. I mean, he had some he had some injuries certainly did Mattingly that kind of probably slowed down yeah. some of the numbers that that it could have been a lot of gold gloves a lot of gold gloves a few that Ken Herbeck should have probably had but uh here's where Brad's going to get a yes you ready Derek uh, I'll guarantee I'm going to get a yes out of Brad on this name for the Hall of Fame Fred McGriff Brad yeah. yes see yeah see there you go <laughs> I would take I mean, him I would take him over Don Mattingly Nine, yeah, that's why well, I agree with that. Yep. Derek, look at some of his numbers. I mean, yeah. a long career, right? Well, for sure. And, and you know, I mean, hey, a lot you of look at guys now. I mean, let's think about it. So he's 10 hits short at 2,500. Okay. And he's just a little bit shy, seven, you know, homers away from the 500 mark. It's They're good numbers. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... I don't know. It's he's right there. He's he certainly has to be considered. I think I'm going to get another yes out of Brad, and he is he's been to Fargo. He's been right where Brad is in our in our fan studios. Dale Murphy, yeah. Hall of Fame. It's a tough one. That's a tough, and yeah. you know how much he he was a my favorite player, him and Kirby growing up. Yes. Um but he was, I don't know if he was really good for for long enough. He was really good for about six years, and then he really he dropped off from about his last three, four years in baseball. He he became a two twenty hitter that struck out too much. Made seven All Star teams, won five Gold Glove awards, ranked second behind Mike Schmidt in homers. Uh, Murphy was named NL MVP in eighty two and eighty three. Became the ninth player all time to win MVP honors in back to back seasons. Followed that up by leading the National League in home runs in 84 and 85. I think why Dale Murphy resonates, you know, and Brett, as you said, he's one of your all-time favorite players, and if, and you had a chance to meet, I think, Dale, too, mm-hmm. outside of just the numbers. The guy is just a <laughs> terrific guy. Uh, outside of that, you know, some of these names, because WTBS aired, you've got Braves games. I mean, Dale Murphy was a household right. name <laughs> for the entire country. You know, so you put up numbers, plus yep. you saw them every day. Yeah, no, that helps. Right? It certainly does help. Well, and I always think, and I don't know, Brad, if you agree with this, I do think that baseball should have more of an intangible part of the Hall of Fame because you're talking about, and I think when you, you know, because I think Kirby, because he was good with the media, he benefited from that a little bit being a first-time Hall of Famer. I mean, <laughs> the fact that he got along with the media, that he was famous, he was one of the more likable guys, he got applauded every, almost everywhere he went. I do think that comes to a factor. And I think to what you're saying, guys like Fred McGriff, guys like you know Dale Murphy, I'd say guys like 
Maury Wills and uh, Roger pre- Maris. I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a, a constant Facebook yeah. update on a Maury Wills uh, Hall of Fame. And just the fact that fight, yeah. Where, where you know, being famous, you know, being a face of baseball should be an intangible that it does take place in football and other sports, but certainly does not take in base, uh, does not matter in baseball for whatever. reason. I think the word you're also looking for, D, is is impact. Yeah, you know, right, right. And, and Brad, I, I get it. I'm not. I don't want everybody in. in everybody that's played. I don't, I'm not one of these. You know, everybody gets a ribbon and they should be in the hall of fame guys but i think that what derek's point is brad is that you can make a case for morning wills look at the numbers and then also the impact you know the numbers plus the impact you know roger maris people battle for that the numbers plus the impact you know is it enough the numbers plus the impact and i think we are so surrounded by numbers that we we leave off some ball players that had a major stamp in the history of this great game, Brad. And I, I think we brought a couple names up today. Yeah, I think that was the uh, the case of Tony Oliva, although injuries certainly played a part in that. Um, you know, Oliva and Jim Cott probably. Cott didn't win 300 games, but he pitched in four decades, and he kind of had to reinvent himself uh, later in his career. And I think all those factors, eventually the, the Veterans Committee got him in, and maybe that's... Maybe that's where Maury Wills slides in, perhaps, if that would be his chance to get in. I mean, I think it certainly kind of falls in that uh, in that category. Yeah, and Maury obviously has been up for ballot. He came close to Gil Hodges years ago, right. and then you wait four more years, and then you get close again. And I think, like, to Brad's point, Derek, the longer you wait, because here's the funny, here's the interesting thing, is that, okay, Burt Blylemon's not a Hall of Famer, uh, this ballot, this this year, not this year, not this year, not this year, not this year. We're going to wait a decade, then 11 years where he hasn't pitched a game. Right. No. And it, now he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, to me, Jack Morris was the first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, right. he just he wasn't good with the media, but he was the best pitcher of the 80s from wire to wire. That's mm-hmm. that, that bothered me. I just, you know, winning two world championships, too, the way he did and dominated, I just, I thought, I thought that was a little weird. But So the uh, read an article today uh, because Christian Correa, you know, had options, two more his, and and this guy now he's going to free agency, and he's, uh, you know, the Twins are going to be looking for a shortstop. I don't, I, I think indeed, you know, I remember sitting down when we broadcast live from opening day and sitting with Derek Valvey and Thad Levine at Target Field, and everybody was saying the right things. Right. You know, Carlos, in a, uh, Carlos Correa loves to be here, friends with the guys, he's doing the right things, and he did. And he, you know, he was in the community and a good clubhouse guy, and, and everybody was saying everything that was so nice. But I think in the back of our minds that hey, it's a one-year deal. Is he going to say it's a one-year deal? Yep. Uh, so now, now, now there's a spot you got to go try to try I to know. figure out. No, it's a, to, to what Brad said yesterday. Now you got to deal with catcher and shortstop. And yep. as far as you're up the middle thing and a center fielder that can't stay healthy, that's not very positive, Brad. No, and then some things that you thought you had at least. Corrected at least temporarily, yeah, and there are three holes up the middle, and uh, I think that's the question, at least at shortstop. Do you go stopgap for a year, wait for Royce Lewis to get healthy, or do you think longer term? Right. And that's, uh, that's the decision they have to make. Um, they have cut loose a lot of money. Uh, they've declined on Chris Archer, $10 million bucks, $11 million for Bundy, $14 million for Sano. Um, mm-hmm. so they have the following buyouts. Between those three, the... Total of the buyouts is about four and a half million dollars, so they're going to have some money to spend um, in that regard. I guess you know the thing with Sano, um, but when he first came up, and I think Derek Derek could probably agree with me on this, 
you know, he had home runs, and it just seemed like it was so effortless. He seemed like he could handle all the all the pitches, and then you know couldn't stay healthy. And then they put him out in right field, which I thought was a complete disservice to him. And just over time, he he couldn't uh, couldn't keep his weight down. And really, other than 20, 2019, um, it just never it just didn't completely work out. It just seems like a uh, right. a true waste of talent. You answered it to me, Derek, in what he said. I don't care what league you're playing in. If you're not feeling 100%, you're not probably not producing no. 100%. I don't care what league you're at. Manuel Buscan had the same thing. Got dinged up this year in the American Association. Took about uh, you know three, five, six games, 20, 30 at-bats, came back, and then, boom, turned back into himself. Because why? Felt healthy, got healed up. Uh, Brad nailed it. Weight issues, injury, holes in swing, striking on mornings, making contact, and all of a sudden he becomes a distant memory. Well, for I mean, a guy who is going to be a fastball hitter to hit at 450 feet when he gets one, and you can't catch up with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, you're done. I mean, I don't know where he's going to land on his feet again. I mean, he might have to go through independent ball to try to find himself again. It wouldn't be the first. No, he certainly wouldn't be the first, won't be the last, and that's maybe where he has to go because I don't – I guess someone else might take a chance on him, and of course, maybe he'll turn out to be a, the right-handed, you know, David Ortiz. I doubt it, but that is it, it. It it was sad to see for him to be behind so many fastballs that are, most guys can catch up on. That was that was a tough thing to watch the last year and a half. Think about when the Twins signed him. What was he, Brad? Like a teenager? Sixteen. Yeah, he's very old. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen. <laughs> so he's nearly Crazy. thirty now. Like fourteen years. Yeah. Fourteen years of professional ball. Uh, for him in some aspect. you imagine being underperforming and realizing you're getting released and not getting $14 million next year? Whew. Man. I mean, I'm bummed I didn't win the Powerball last night, but that's a that's But a did kick. anybody? Uh, yeah, someone in California did, I guess. Really? That's <clears throat> yeah. too bad. Yeah, <laughs> goes back. Well, the Twins. Back to work we go. Yeah, back to work we go. And back to work the Twins go. You know, that that is the one thing. I think Bradley touched on one thing that, that they do have. And I think you trust Falvin Levine. I guess right. You, you trust these guys. They've they built sure, teams before. They yes. built teams before, Derek. We started on trading for guys that are hurt they, and can't. Maybe play. you're not seeing so much trust now, uh, but there's some history there uh, with maybe other organizations. But they do have dollars. They do. They did free up some money, mm-hmm. you know. But at what at what cost? You know, what are you going to go out and get? I think it's a pretty crucial year for them to get their you know what yeah. together. Vital might be even a bigger word yeah. uh, on that. Uh, so here we go. Volleyball tonight, by the way, and we're, we're coming live. And make Twin Peaks part of your stop uh, here as we broadcast live today. I want to thank Tony and his staff, Samantha, and, and, and all those helping us out, uh, feeding us today. Volleyball uh, coming up tonight. It is semifinal round of the Region 1 tournament. Well, Brad's going to be on the road again. How about that? Enderlin. Uh, tonight, Northern Cass and Weinmere Lidgewood. It's a five seed, Weinmere Lidgewood, against the one seed, Northern Cass. And then the square. The squirrels and kindred. There you go. Just, just pick the two schools. They're playing a sport against each other in something. Why not? Yeah, yeah that's what's going to go on again uh, coming up today. Good stuff today. Our thanks uh, again to Coach Tran from Barnesville joining us today, to Tony and the crew here at Twin Peaks. Good to have you on board. We'll do it again coming up tomorrow. Stick around. Common Man is next on 740 The Fans.